At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast this is betting across america on vsin the sports betting network Back here, beginning hour number two, betting across America, presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds here at Circus Sportsbook in fabulous downtown Las Vegas. Rafael Nadal won the French Open today. Mm-hmm. Won in straight set, 6-3, love. Over Casper Rude. I think what might be more amazing than winning 14 French Open titles is that Rafa has come out and said that he won the French Open today with a sleepy foot. You guys know what a sleepy foot is, right? When your foot falls asleep, you can't feel your foot. So th- just think of this. If I have that, I can't stand up and walk mm-hmm. to the kitchen mm-hmm. to get like a glass of water. I'm not sure if you all are aware of this. To win the French Open, you have to use your feet. Yes. And go back and forth and back and forth and run to the net and run back to the baseline. Serve and volley. He did it without, he says, without feeling in his foot. That's that's crazy because the movement is really what won him that match over Casper Rude today. I mean, Casper Rude just had he was in for a rude awakening, so to speak, because he did not have any answer for Nadal's movement. And uh, what did I see that the record was? This is 122 and three all time at the it's, French Open. It's it's unbelievable. What he's I believe he's lost to uh, Robin Soderberg. He's lost to Djokovic, mm-hmm. and I believe he lost one time in the first round in a, yeah. in a fluke. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to remember. 112 and three. I'm sorry. That's Still just as impressive. But I, I don't like if you told me because again I was with you and I had Rafa in the first set today and he won at six three. Well, I didn't know he had a sleepy foot. Mm-hmm. If you told me pre knowledge that he had a sleepy foot and you had the under 34 and a half games, yeah, how would you have felt about your wager? Yeah, probably not that great because <laughs> look, I thought and I think a lot of the commentators thought Casper Rude was going to be you know I thought he was going to lose in straights, but I thought it was going to be something like. You know, seven five or seven six, Maybe a tie six break four, in there. six three. Sure, that's what I thought it was going to be. Just because uh, Nadal had played, look, he played that five setter with uh, Felix Auger Aliassime, the Canadian, and then you know came back a tough match against Djokovic. At least that's going to take it out of you. He played almost three hours and two sets against Zverev before before he obviously hurt himself. Uh, I don't think. Uh, We've got any word on Zverev's uh, status no, for Wimbledon, with that ankle. but it probably doesn't look very good. No, and it's just, look, I get it. Like, you know, we don't need to build up the legend of Rafael Nadal. But when Rafael Nadal, who does not complain about just about anything, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, he's had treatment in the past and some issues. When he comes out and says that, Wes, 
I yeah. go, you've got to be kidding me. How do you get better as the match goes on with a sleepy foot? Right. You win the third set, six love. Like he dominated Casper Rude to close us out to win his 14th I French think he probably knew that Rude might have been mentally broken oh. too because obviously Rude is coming in and I mentioned that at the top of the show where it's like, okay, you know, I'm playing against my idol and then all of a sudden you get on that court. You've always imagined this and you always dream of this. And then you get out there, and it's like, oh, boy. Now this I got to play this, this guy? This is a totally different situation. Now I know why he's my Even idol. Even though they're going to show respect to me, none of these people are going to be cheering for me except my own personal box. Those are the only people <laughs> at uh, all of Roland Garros that are going to be cheering for me because, of course, they're going to cheer the greatest clay quarter of all time. And, you know, that's what happened. I think Rude just kind of eventually, like, mentally broke. You mentioned this uh, earlier in the program, and I'm going to see if I can get some numbers here at Wimbledon. But uh, I believe Joker is the favorite to win at the All England Club. And, you know, I just wonder where we're going to put Rafael Nadal as far as legitimate chances to win. Because he's going to be, he's not going to be a long shot, but out of the big three, and I don't know if Arfed's going to be able to come back from his surgery in time to play at Wimbledon. But if if Fed is healthy and can go, I don't care if he's a 1,000 years old, he's got a chance at the All England Club. That's just how dominant he's been. It's like Pete Sampras, by the way. Yeah, You know, Pete Sampras, by the way, won 14. Think of this. Pete Sampras won 14 Grand Slams. Rafael Nadal won his 14th French Open today. And the pistol, when the Pete, pistol Pete retired. Pete Sampras was like, can I get one of those? Then I would have won the career Grand Slam. Of course, that was the uh, one uh, slam that Pete get. Sampras, uh, unfortunately for him, never won. Uh, just looking at some early Wimbledon mm-hmm. numbers, by the way. Djokovic is the favorite. Yep. Nadal, and uh, basically, I'm seeing... Uh, you know, Carlos Alcaraz is is like the second choice. Rafael Nadal being the third what, choice. What's Rafael's number seen. at? Do you see? Yeah, you, I was seeing like a, I think it was like six to one, I was gonna say, seven to me, one. If you give me ten to one, yeah. I, I might take a nibble at Rafa. Again, things have to break right in the draw for you. Yeah, right. You have to have some upsets that you don't really see. But I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility to think that Rafa's going to contend it. And, and, and you've got a lot point. of guys like 10 to 15 to 1 are in that range after Joker, Alcaraz, and Nadal, Berrettini, Zeverev. Now that has probably drifted and because I think these are as of like a week ago, these numbers I'm looking at. Sitsipas, yeah. Shapovalov, OJ Aliasim. Then you get to the 20s where like Kyrgios and Federer and Herkatch, Taylor Fritz, those guys are in that range. No, Federer's off the board at BetMGM, and I believe the reason why he's off the board, and you're seeing him in some boards, is because we don't know, one, mm-hmm. if he's going to play. And I always caution people, because this has burned me in golf before. And again, I keep bringing up this example. I bet Phil Mickelson to win at Augusta National, and I made that play in December, right? This is before we knew anything that was going on with Live Golf, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, too, about Live Golf and all the issues that would be becoming for Phil here in 2022. And I lost that wager because it was action. So, like, if you take a Roger Federer play at the All England Club and then he gets there and he goes, I can't yeah. go, you could be in jeopardy certain of losing Certain books that. are going to yeah. be action and certain books will do a refund at the end of the tournament. But, uh, you know, we'll see if Federer maybe plays Eastbourne or one of the, the two Tune-ups. nuts on grass or the one in Germany that they usually have. I forget which city, but they always have one in Germany and then they have Eastbourne in the UK. So we'll see if he's in those fields. All right. So that should be interesting. But again, just the fact that he won this with a sleepy foot, I don't even know if that's the right uh, technical term for it. I'm not a doctor, but you know what it is. Your foot falls asleep and you can't walk to the kitchen. He won a French open final mm-hmm. in straight sets in the last set, six love. And he couldn't feel feel his foot. It's rather incredible. 
Uh, they have not begun the second period right now in the uh, Eastern Conference Final game number three between Tampa and New York. You and I came up a little bit short, and I don't. I think we had the right. We had a good play mm-hmm. in Tampa Bay. He just didn't get there because of unbelievable goaltending that we saw in the first period, actually from both sides there. The under is now juiced at minus fifteen to four on the live number. Uh, how about this, though? If you like New York, uh, you can still get some plus money here at plus $1.35. Tampa Bay about a bo- minus $1.65. Have you seen anything? Like, I don't want to lay that number with Tampa after the goaltending I saw because we just had Andrew McInnes on, and I think Andrew made a good point. Do you want to get in front of one of these goaltenders and lay almost to over a dollar fifty price? You know, not necessarily. So you can also bet at BetMGM they do have the spread. I believe Rangers plus one minus a dollar forty, Tampa Bay minus one plus a dollar ten. Obviously, to win that, you got to win by two. Right. So you're going to be hoping maybe for an empty netter at the end. So nothing for me right now at this time. All right, so they're getting ready to begin that second period there. I do want to go back to the Memorial very quickly. I took Andrew, I took Aaron Wise today at thirteen to one uh, to begin the day, and my other options. By the way, the second option to begin the day was Cam Smith, and I took a head to head with Aaron Wise against Cam Smith. And I don't want to. You never want to say it's over till it's over, but it looks like yeah. that's going to get home for Aaron Wise. Cam Smith has just had an abomination of a day out there. Yeah, you're going to give shots back. You're going to make bogeys here at Muirfield Village. Max Homa, by the way, made a double at eighteen. Oh boy! So he gets in at six under. That is seven shots back currently of Billy Horschel. We've only got three guys right now priced. Denny McCarthy's still out there, seven under through 15. He's one under on his round, but just doesn't look like Billy Horschel is catchable unless he comes back. Right now, Billy Horschel minus $7. Wow. He is at 13 under par. Aaron Wise also now about to get into double figures. He makes this birdie here at number 11. So he is currently at 10 under par, plus 11 to two, or 11 to two, plus 550. And then Joaquin Neiman at nine under bar. He is through 13 holes. He is 25 to one. So pretty much three guys here to win Jack's tournament and to uh, meet the Golden Bear at the uh, side of the 18th green and shake his hand. Golden Bear right now, by the way, in the booth with Jim Nance on the television cover. You know, it's showing me something about the 25-year-old Aaron Wise. This is a guy that I play a lot, and he is not cashed, but he's been around, okay? And this is one of those guys that I watch every week on the PGA Tour, see if the number's right. And I didn't play him pre-flop, but I did take him today at 13-1 to because my thought process was if he goes out there and spins a little 67, okay, mm-hmm. five under, and, and Horschel feels the pressure of a Sunday and realizes i got to play about even par, plays one over, that can get you to a playoff, right? And that's kind of what I'm hoping for here. After he bogeyed nine, I thought, oh, man, we're down four as we make the turn. He's closed that gap here to three as Horschel does make a nice par save here uh, after he got in a little bit of trouble on 11. But he's down three with seven holes to play here in regulation. One more par five to get. You still need help from Horschel, but yeah. Wise has put himself in position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's right there. I mean, a three-shot lead can be overcome in a big-time hurry here at Muirfield Village. I've seen it many times over the years. So uh, Billy Horschel not necessarily out of the woods yet. Uh, one that could be out of the woods here very shortly is the U.S. Women's yeah. Open down at Pine Needle, South Carolina. Currently have Minji Lee, who is the overnight leader by three, now leads by four. She is the number four ranked player in the world. Currently minus $8. She is 14 under par. Playing partner is the American Mina Haragai, who is 10 under. They are only through six holes, so just now playing the seventh. And then uh, just going down the board a little bit, it is uh, Jin Choi, 16 to one. She is currently eight under par. Lydia Ko, nice to see her playing well again. 
seven under 25 to one. But this is all Minji Lee right now in terms of winning this golf tournament. She got her first major last year, actually, at the uh, Avion Championship over in France and Mm -hmm. uh, was right in the mix uh, for the Women's British Open as well. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If you know that name, you also know Min Woo Lee yep. is her younger brother who has uh, won on the European tour a couple times. So uh, Minji Lee uh, trying to put some more distance between her and Mina Haragay, currently minus $8 at BetMGM to get this home at the U.S. Women's Open. Minus $8, but she is having a difficult par challenge here on 7, and that's going to go begging just a little bit. So she does make bogey there. So very interesting to see if those numbers change and how rapidly they may change here. She's going to give one back to the field. When we come back, let's talk a little bit more game two coming up tonight in the Bay Area, Golden State against Boston. Come on back. It is Betting Across America on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today or stop by any MGM casino on the strip with the state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Back alongside Wes Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. This is Betting Across America. Right now, they have begun the second period. We are still scoreless. About three minutes into that second period in Tampa. You do feel like now, boy, Tampa, you got to get something on the board here to put some pressure on New York mm-hmm. if you're going to make this a series. But right now, it is defense. You're It's starting to get tighter defensively here. So not as many good scoring opportunities so far in the second that we saw in the first. Yeah, not at all. So, uh, you know, defense tightening up here. And that's why I think uh, Andrew McInnes, who was on with us at the end of the last hour, was saying, look, I'd still, even though it's a goal and a half down from where it was, and now it's, I'd still lean under four. And now it's three and a half, uh, the live total yeah. here. And minus ten at three and a half, minus $1.20 20 if you want to take the over. The you get into the game, too is when teams are like, oh, we don't want to be the one that no. makes the first mistake. You don't want to take the first bad penalty here. So uh, still no score, by the way, Ooh. in Tampa Bay. And then uh, 
Just to update, uh, the U.S. Women's Open, we said Minji Lee did bogey, yes. as did Mina Haragai. So oh. still minus $8 for Minji Lee, plus six fifty for Haragai. So this feels like it's a two-person tournament. But look, I watched this U.S. Women's Open last year uh, out there in San Francisco at the Olympic Club, and I saw Lexi Thompson have a five-shot lead going to the back nine and blew it. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily think Minji Lee is going to do the same thing. She is currently up by four, and speaking of a two-person tournament, that's it. That's what we may have at the Memorial as Joaquin Neiman, I believe, makes double. Now goes to seven under. He is third all by his lonesome, but only two guys in double-digit figures. That's Billy Horschel and Aaron Wise. Billy Horschel, minus 13, minus $7 to get this home. Aaron Wise, plus $5 to get at home, three back. Kirk. All right, come on, Aaron Wise. I'm three back here with about six to play, so let's see if he can get back in this thing. Very quickly, uh, right now, um, I think the movie of America mm -hmm. is Top Gun Maverick. Mm -hmm. Right. I have not seen it. And you said during the break, you have not seen it yet either. Right? I know. And, and I kind of want to, and our movie buff, Brian Ortega, right. obviously, this is how we got on this. Spearheaded and carried our Oscars coverage here on VC. Did a great job. Yeah. Did a phenomenal job. I cashed a couple tickets because of him. Thank you very well, much. And he said, by the way, can I bet now for next year that it's going to win best picture? <laughs> can I do that, Brian? Can you give me a number on that? Those, those type of movies. Those type bad, of movies bad? never win Best Picture, I don't picture, care. Dave. Hey, you know what? It's got to be one of the artsy-fartsy yeah, things, one of the ones you know? and ones I won't watch, that's for sure. But, you know, I, I said, and I tweeted this out to you last week, that if, if you haven't seen the original Top Gun 1986, it should have won Best Picture. It was damn good. Mm -hmm. That you shouldn't be allowed. We should have a rule that you can't go to the theater and watch Top Gun Maverick unless you've seen the original Top Gun. So you gotta you got to download it uh, somewhere and watch the original and uh, get the need for speed yeah. before you go see that, I guess. Well, Dakota, our director today, behind the glass, he got in our ear and said, well, I, I saw it and I hadn't seen the original Top Gun. I said, who said that? He said that was Dakota. <laughs> like, I don't even know how he can appreciate. We, we don't understand these kids what are anymore. These kids, kids today, Dave. These kids today. I don't understand. Like, how in the world can you appreciate Top Gun if you haven't, mm -hmm. or Top Gun Maverick? Because I haven't seen Maverick, but I hear it's great. But you have to know the origin story of Maverick, don't you? You would think so. And by the way, uh, talk about we talk about ROI all the time. Yeah, here. we do. Return on investment in terms of your betting. Uh, Budget for this movie, $170 million to make Top Gun Maverick. That's a pretty penny. In his and Tom Cruise, I'm sure, got a fair amount of that budget in terms of in his bank account. But box office I'm seeing, and I don't even know if this is updated with the weekend numbers or, or yesterday's numbers. I think uh, $548.6 million this is already done. You're already getting over three to one on your money here with this movie. So, uh uh, Tom Cruise, Jerry Bruckheimer, everybody that was part of this. Uh, Joseph Kaczynski was the director. Everybody made a nice little chunk of change on Top Gun Maverick. I'd say. All I'm going to say is... Still haven't gotten my coin, but I do plan on going and see it. Shouldn't that be the prerequisite for Best Picture, Brian Ortega, next year when we do the segment and you have the odds <laughs> on it? If it's making all the money, then that's the Best Picture. <laughs> Hello? What are we doing here? So we'll see how that plays out. I'm sure if I bet it, I'm going to lose it. Because it'll be some artsy-fartsy picture about fishing The only water. nominations this will probably get is something like special effects or, you know, one of, the, one of like, the technical categories. What was that movie with the fish in the water that everybody was talking about a couple years ago? What was it, Brian? It was some movie, fish in water. I don't know. And it won best. There's well, been the a, Shape of the Water. The Shape of Water. Yeah. What the hell was that about? I don't know. <laughs> Tonight is going to be game two. You're not exactly uh, Roger Ebert here, are you, Dave Ross? I am not. I don't go for some of that stuff that's a little bit off the beaten path. <laughs> By the way, we have a four-on-four four right now uh, between New York and Tampa Bay. 
Very quickly, who does the open ice favor in your estimation? Well, so far, it's favored the Rangers, I think, because Tampa Bay's not been able to really outskate them. And, you know, they were a team that outskated Florida in the semifinals, swept them, and it was like, okay, you know, Florida was just kind of a bad matchup. But I think it's favored the Rangers, at least so far. We'll see if it does so for Tampa Bay, because they've been, I think they've been a little bit of a step faster than they've certainly been in game two. Right. And I and I got I to gotta give them credit for that. They have been. So we'll see how this plays out as they begin that four on four. And right now, Aaron Wise just made a great par save on 12. We mentioned both those guys were in the bunker. And his, his, uh, his up and down attempt is successful, but the up wasn't so good. The down was fantastic. Mm-hmm. The up went about, I'd say, 10, 12 feet past. And he makes that now, a guy I like to call Billy Horseshoes. Mm-hmm. Billy Horseshoes got about a seven-footer for a bogey. So you could get that dreaded two-shot swing. And it wasn't birdie bogey. Yeah. It could be par double if Billy doesn't make this. Now, it is inside 10 feet, and he's been rock solid. Yeah, and he, but he's missed a couple today. I think uh, Billy Horschel, actually, before not getting up and down here, was 17 of 19 on his wow. up and downs this week at 89.5%. He'll take the up and down for bogey, though. Pretty I still believe that is going to be a two-shot lead now for Billy Horschel, but narrows a little bit. Billy Horschel minus $4, Aaron Wise plus $3, and then Neiman a distant third. And uh, by the way, lightning now on the power play as Vinajad takes a penalty here. So uh, Four on three. Tampa Bay, the power Woo! play, though, has not been no. their strength here in the playoffs. Only 23%, but they are going to go four on three you here. Gotta love your this, is a, here. this is a great opportunity. Oh. And right by Igor Shesterskin. <laughs> I don't know if that got a piece of the post or not, but that took a very funny deflection. Yeah, you could actually you see the the, the 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 net itself was was on the move. Yeah. Remember back in the old days, they'd come loose. Mm-hmm. They don't come loose anymore. Uh, so right now, four on three as Tampa Bay is buzzing. So this is a great opportunity. You still have over a minute to go here uh, on this power play opportunity uh, with the Rangers down to just three defenders out there. So let's see if they can clear the zone. So far, they have not been able to. So Tampa keeping this puck deep in. But again, the problem is if you don't capitalize on one of these, then you start to go, man, how are we going to beat them at even strength? Right. Right. If, if we've got this type of opportunity and now here come the Rangers, they're going to reverse skate on a two on one. Boy, that was a beautiful takeaway. Oh, there my by goodness. Miller. And oh, it hits the post. <laughs> so the Rangers with a posty on the two on one. My goodness. This is what I love about when you get the, the four on fours and the, now the four mm-hmm. on threes here. You get these type of opportunities. So all of a sudden you only have three back and it turns into two on one the other way. But the Rangers. Uh, cannot capitalize in a, a, Now you go, boy, I got to breathe a, a depth of like, oh my goodness, we got away with one of your Tampa, even though you're on the power play, almost a shorthanded goal, and they're buzzing right back the other way. So again, this is a pivotal moment, potentially. We mentioned the moorings, and it looks like Shesterskin just got kind of knocked yeah. off his fray, and I wonder if that's going to be a penalty coming up on Tampa Bay. Yeah, I wonder it might Whoa. be goaltender interference. Uh, we shall see. Uh, we'll get a Shaking ruling here. We don't bit. have we don't have the audio no, here. No, but the I studio, think we got one coming. Yeah, uh, and Miller just hitting the pipe on the other end. So it looks like we are oh. going to get a penalty here. That is Corey Perry. Perry that's going to go in, I believe, it. for interference. And it looked like he did get a clean shot on the goaltender here as he misses on the rebound. His momentum, yeah, stick to that. Yeah, a little That's bit, a little, little bit of a clothesline there, uh, and and Igor, Ooh, and, he sold and it. Igor did sell it though. Igor, Igor did take the bump, man. That is good pro wrestling bumping right there. But you know, I kind of look at it and I go, 
I think that's a penalty, even though I'm on Tampa Bay yeah. side here. And I, I took a little bit of them uh, this morning to get back into the series. And I took a long shot over $2 to win this series. You got to call what's fair is fair. And mm-hmm. even though he sold it, I do think it was a penalty, right? Yeah. It felt like the right call there. So we'll keep an update now because now they're going to have three on three for mm-hmm. 13 seconds. Then the Rangers will go on the power play for about a minute 47. So all of a sudden, you thought Tampa Bay had the golden opportunity. Then the Rangers had the golden opportunity in the two-on-one reverse skate. And now they're going to have another opportunity. This is it feels like a critical part of game three here as we play mm-hmm. at the 13-minute mark here. Slashing, in the by the way, on Perry. Not necessarily goaltender interference. but uh, Really? That was a slash? <laughs> yeah. It felt more like interference. I felt like you had a diagram better. Either way, it felt like a penalty. Uh, and now if the uh, Blue Shirts can kill off this next 13 seconds, which they are ticking down there, they're going to have a man advantage here as they begin now. Four on four for 14 more seconds. Then the Rangers mm-hmm. will go on that penalty. It's getting wild. It's getting tighter over there at the Memorial, too. We'll discuss when you come back with us right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. The VEASAN Summer Special is here. For only $39, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. The next few months can be filled with some of the best betting content in the biz right here at VEASAN.com. Subscribers are going to have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily MLB Best Bets. Jonathan Von Tobel's got you covered all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil's going to break down all the action on the ice through the Stanley Cup Finals. Lots of NFL preseason, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles in golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. So if you want that full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it, the cost is only $39 to be a subscriber through July 31st. So sign up now at VEASAN.com slash summer. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. This is Betting Across America right here on VEASAN. I mentioned as we were going to break, it felt like a pivotal moment in Game 3 here of the Eastern Conference Finals. Certainly pivotal indeed. The Rangers light the lamp, and not only do they do that, they're back on the power play, up one nothing with 11 minutes to go in yeah, the second. As, uh, Sam Rosen, the longtime uh, play-by-play man for the Rangers, would say, it's a power play goal, and it was for <laughs> Mika Zibanejad, his 10th of the playoffs so far, so now one nothing, and then Riley Nash, two minutes in the box for Tampa Bay with interference on Igor Shesterskin. So mm. Rangers right back on the power play here. 11 minutes to go in the second period. Uh, Igor, Igor, uh, he got slashed, but he did sell that penalty pretty well. So uh, right now, one nothing at BetMGM. Rangers minus a goal plus a dollar or minus a dollar twenty-five. Tampa Bay plus a goal, even money. Total now up to four and a half minus a dollar thirty. So again, I, I'm kind of hanging on life support there. I have Tampa in a futures play there. They need to somehow figure out a way to win this game to get back in this series, but not looking good. So far, we wonder if Golden State can get back in that series against Boston after losing game one. Let's bring in Dan Titus. Uh, He's an NBA betting analyst from the Action Network. Dan, great to have you in the program. And I mentioned in the break to you that I did take a little nibble of Golden State at the plus dollar, plus a dollar 50 uh, to get back into the series. Do you think that's a smart play? Because I know a lot of people now are thinking, oh, my, if you didn't win game one with as great as Steph Curry was in that first period, first quarter, how in the world can they get back in this series holding Jason Tatum down but still losing game one? I think you're smart on buying the dip here because I think there's a lot of overreaction to this fourth quarter implosion on the Warriors' side and really the Celtics just playing outside of their mind. I mean, if you look at the numbers, entering the finals, the Warriors had outscored their opponents in the fourth quarter by 25.4 points for 100 possessions. So, you know, 
outside of them shooting, that being the Celtics, a ridiculous third-best e-field goal percentage of 88.6%, which was the third-best in the playoffs uh, so far. I mean, the Warriors were winning that game. So I think you're wise. I think that this this is going to go seven games, uh, at least seven games. And I think this is just a way for you to put more position on the Warriors here. Power play goal, by the way, by Chris Uh-oh. Kreider. So now blue shirts wow. up two to nothing. So uh, Tampa Bay looking at a 3-0 deficit. But uh, Dan, uh, uh, looking at this series and what you mentioned about the Celtics in terms of how well they shot, but there are also yeah. some questionable adjustments by the Warriors in terms of when you have these lineups where you got to play two shooters together, where you are two non-shooters of the five on the yeah. floor, Draymond with Kevin Looney or mm-hmm. Iguodala with Looney. Do you think we're still going to see more Iguodala minutes in the fourth quarter? Because it didn't seem like that went very well on Thursday night. No, it really didn't. And, you know, Jordan Poole and Andre Iguodala had the worst plus minus on the bench along with Otto Porter. But the good thing about Otto Porter is, is that he can actually shoot. So (laughs) I think we'll start to see a little bit less of Kevon Looney late game. And, you know, Draymond Green has not been as advertised. This is not the Draymond Green that we're expecting, you know, that dropped 32 points, 15 rebounds, seven assists uh, years ago, right? Like he's a different type of player. He's going to have to be aggressive and he's going to have to shoot when they're playing that drop coverage. And I think that that's really what we saw is like more of that shell shock of that, you know, Steve Kerr has to make these adjustments. And I think one of the main adjustments he's going to make here in game two is getting Otto Porter on the floor more. And maybe we do see a little bit less of Andre Iguodala, uh, given that he looked like he lost a step Granted, he's playing off of an injury, but, you know, I'd be surprised if we didn't see more Gary Payton, the second, um, as well as some other bench players that have a little bit more agility and can shoot the ball a little bit better. Talking with Dan Titus from the Action Network. And, you know, it was interesting that they were able to take away Jason Tatum. And I said, you know, he had an average yeah. game at best. It was actually below average, certainly from Jason Tatum's standards. Do you think they, they go with the same strategy, Dan, and say, all right, we'll take our chances again if we can hold down Tatum if old man Hortford beats us again, we tip our cap, right? If, you know, you get contributions off the bench and, you know, White was big in the first half to kind of keep them in touch here. Do you think that's the same strategy or do you think to your point about Kerr making adjustments, he's got to make a couple of different ones? I think you're spot on here. And, you know, I think if you go back to the Warriors and you look at the film up into the third quarter, you know, you're keeping Jason Tatum in check. Jalen Brown was held in check as well. You know, he only had 12 points going into that fourth quarter, and then he kind of went off to kind of get that surge going. Um, But I think really the difference in this fourth quarter was that Steph Curry was sitting for the first two and a half minutes that the Celtics went on that 7-0 run. So Steve Kerr was was adamant about it in the press that he wanted to get Steph Curry more than 38 minutes. So expect him to play, you know, in that 40-minute range in what I would consider to be a must-win game for the Warriors. Um, But right now, if you're the Warriors, I think you feel pretty good if you're holding Jason Tatum to such a poor shooting performance. I mean, he's been the most explosive player for the Boston Celtics. I mean, I have positions on him to win finals MVP as my hedge to the Warriors winning this series because mm-hmm. I think ultimately it's going to be Jason Tatum that's going to will them there. To expect Al Horford to give you, you know, 25-plus points with six three-pointers made every game, I think you got to live with that if you're the Warriors. He's not going to shoot that well. And you you would also think that they're going to try to do the same thing where they're going to want to stop Tatum first. And it's like, okay, you know, let's let Derek White, if he beats us, he beats us. Because they did. Derek White Mm -hmm. and Smart and Horford uh, 
beat him in the fourth quarter. But Dan, you mentioned Steph Curry in terms of his minutes and he went 38 minutes and we saw Steph get frustrated a little bit with Jordan Poole. Uh, when Jordan Poole, I think got blown by in one sequence by Jalen Brown, you just see Steph in the side in the super slow-mo, like has his hands out, like, what are you doing? And you got to think Steph is going to say to Steve Kerr, okay, you're not taking me off the floor except for a couple minutes. So I fully expect 40 minutes. It looks like you too, you do too. You like this prop tonight. Tell us about it. Yeah, I really like his uh, points and re- his re- rebounds and assists, excuse me, um, at, at 10 and a half. And really because those three minutes are actually make a huge difference in his production over the course of the regular season. And it's a small sample size, only three games, but he averaged 14 rebounds plus assists when he saw over 39 minutes. And, you know, with so much emphasis going to Stephen Curry, I think actually him and Jason Tatum are in very similar situations where both defenses are going to be keying in on these guys. They're going to be blitzing, sending doubles. Um, There's going to be a lot of ball reversals. And because both teams switched, there's also going to be a lot of rebound opportunities. But, you know, Stephen Curry, he fell just short of of 10.5 in game one. He finished with 10. I think with the increased amount of minutes, he'll certainly get there again. He had nine potential assists and 12 potential re- and 12 rebound chances in game one. He's gone over that in six of his last eight games. And, uh, you know, with that minutes boost, plus he's gone over in 60% of home games in this postseason. I love this play here at, at minus 135. I'm Dan Titus joining us from the Action Network, and we're wondering if we're going to get some action in the game tonight. But when, since Dan joined us, we're getting all kinds of action on the hockey. <laughs> Tampa Bay lights the lamp here, Dan. So it's 2-1 with a power play goal as they're back to even strength. Eight and a half minutes to go there. We'll keep you updated. But I do wonder what we think we're going to see points-wise here tonight because I'm kind of with Wes. You lean towards the under. Do, do, you, do you see it that way that maybe potentially we're going to have a little bit of regression from the three-point shooting we saw in game one? Absolutely. 21 threes for the Boston Celtics. Come on. That, that's not sustainable. And I think that the, the adjustments that we saw a lot in the fourth quarter, how the Warriors defense was just kind of scattered late to get to the rotations, late to the closeouts. I think that's what they're really going to be working on and cleaning up over this last two days. So I do like the under here. Um, the, the over, I think, was really it was trending that for most of the game. But I think that was much of the adjustments being made. I mean, and look at the first quarter, too. The, the Celtics were completely fooled on what they needed to do to, to guard Stephen Curry. To allow the best shooter ever to get six three-pointers, to make six three-pointers, is not going to happen again. So I think that both defenses are going to tighten up here. They've seen one game. They can make their adjustments. I think we'll see a couple strategic plays of getting the big men maybe off the court a little bit earlier on the Warriors' side. And um, we're going to see a little bit of regression in the scoring department here. So I do like the under. Dan got about 45 seconds left here. Game one and really throughout the playoffs, Clay Thompson has been very much hit and miss here. Just hasn't given you that consistent production. So do you expect Andrew Wiggins? Like if you're looking at other player props, would you be looking at Wiggins props over? Because this is a guy we know what the Celtics are going to do. Switch on the pick and roll. And that's what the Warriors got to do with Curry at the top or Jordan Poole at the top. So it seems like that leaves Wiggins open in the corner and for backdoor cuts and whatnot. Do you like Wiggins' numbers over the total? I love Wiggins' overs on points and rebounds, specifically because Wiggins, as you said, he's going to be the guy that's going to be getting the last ball in the reversal. He can blow by uh, Robert Williams and those guys that are going to be rotating that are playing, paying most of their attention to Clay and Steph. So I, I'm all over Wiggins' points and rebounds um, this in this series, but also for specifically game two. All right, Dan, great to have you uh, join the program here again. Dan Titus from the Action Network. Enjoy game two tonight, and hopefully if we talk to you next week, we still have a series on hand and, and not like some of these blowouts we're seeing in, in, the, uh, in the hockey playoffs. Dan, appreciate the time. Enjoy the game tonight. 
No doubt. Good, stuff, good talking to you guys. Thank you, Dan. There he is, Dan Zaitis, everybody. In a two-to-one right now, blue shirts over the Lightning, but the Lightning are wearing the blue. The Rangers in white today. Mm-hmm. We'll give you updates there and maybe some separation of the Memorial. Not good news for yours truly. Come on back. It is Visa and the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. There's never been a better time to find out why BetMGM is the king of sports books. New customers can download the BetMGM app and place a $10 money line wager on any NBA Finals game. And if either team hits a three pointer, they're going to hit a three pointer. You're going to win $200 in free bets. Just use the code VSIN200 when you make your very first wager. Sign up now and discover BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the app and go to betmgm.com. Use the code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets if either team simply hits a three pointer in any NBA Finals game. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. 21 years, again, you must be in those promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued is now which all of free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Back alongside West Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. This is Betting Across America right here on VEASAN. And a turn for the worse at the memorial for mm-hmm. yours truly. Now, in the last hole on the par four, uh, Billy Horsfield gotten in trouble, had to punch out. Aaron Wise went basically a wedge into the frontside bunker. He At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Did not get up and down. Billy Horschel did get up and down from the middle of the fairway. It feels like a birdie. And all of a sudden, that two-shot lead is now back up to three as they play the 14th hole. So Aaron Wise is going to have to put some pressure on here and start making some birdies because it feels like Billy Horschel had a game plan. That game plan was, if I played par golf, yeah. and right now he's won over for the day, that should be good enough. Nobody's going to catch me. Yeah, they're currently on the 14th right now, this final pairing. Billy Horschel minus $7 at 12 under par. Aaron Wise plus 750 with that drop shot. He is at 9 under. Joaquin Neiman, who we ruled out, has made a couple birdies yeah. in a row. 14 to 1 at 9 under par. So, really, only three players uh, given a chance to win, at least by BetMGM. I think the low man in the clubhouse is uh, Cantley, or excuse me, Homa and Zalatoris got in at 6 under. Cantley is currently at 7 under. So, probably not going to post better than that. So, really, a three guy tournament going on here at the Memorial. Same thing at the U.S. Women's Open. Really a two-woman tournament. It is Minji mm-hmm. Lee still with a four-shot lead. Minus 1,000 at BetMGM. Mina Haragay trying to chase her down 9-1. to one. 
So again, the, the point there is that you, you've seen this happen week to week in the PGA tournament, uh, PGA tour is that if you can get in the house and post a number, at least, then you have that clubhouse lead, and the leader knows that. They're, mm-hmm. they're well aware. If somebody posts a 10 on a par, which could be Joaquin Neiman, then all of a sudden, Billy Horschel knows he's got about two shots that he can play with. Now, he's looking at Aaron Wise because they're in the same group. So you kind of gets that match play feel there. But if somebody can post a number like Neiman coming in, that could actually put some pressure on. And we've seen that, that hold here uh, in the last couple of weeks. He is now playing the 17th. And he's in mm-hmm. the middle of the fairway, so we keep you updated there. There is. I just noticed this. I'm sorry to it's interject okay. here, but uh, 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 at Champagne Poppy on Champagne the on, on the gram, yeah. and that, by the way, is the uh, handle of one Aubrey Graham, that oh. being Drake, uh, who has uh, apparently 1.2 million dollars riding on the uh, blue shirts, the New York what? Rangers and the Golden State Warriors, I believe. Has a parlay going? Uh, bet about four hundred and fifty thousand. I just saw this. Can I, uh, can come I load across up the on Twitter Tampa machine. Bay then? Yes, because Drake has kind of been the kiss of death. Yes, and if you got New York and you led two nothing, you felt pretty good and, about it. And if Drake loses those bets, by the way, he can come to any various property in Las Vegas and make that up in He's about okay. a weekend in terms of uh, doing some residency shows, like at the at the Win no. or, at, or at some of the fabulous Bet MGM. He's not venues, going hungry Park tonight. MGM, so. Yeah, he'll be able to he'll be able to recoup those losses. So again, we'll see how that plays out for Drake. But right now, two to one. Uh, also on the gram that I saw, and this was uh, from Front Office Sports, they're going to have a new event and a new league. It's the Live Golf League, mm-hmm. and it's going to debut in England in London, and I believe that's going to be next weekend. Yes. Okay. Now we know this has been a point of consternation, certainly for the PGA Tour, and you can understand why because they're cutting into their players. Well, the big player and the big bombshell, it was not Phil Mickelson. It was Dustin Johnson. And we had heard that there were going to be some exorbitant amounts of money given to Dustin Johnson to play in the Live Tour. Are you ready for the number? You know it now. $125 million. For a guy who had said, I'm not going. I'll be watching. But I'm not going. He's that, going. Well, uh, uh, keeping the the new missus happy for Dustin Johnson, new, that being Paulina Negretzky Johnson, probably is expensive. So uh, look at not only the consternation with the PGA Tour that this is an attempt to create a rival league to the PGA Tour, mm-hmm. and but I think the more consternation is obviously who is funding this, and I won't go into yep. too much of a rant on that. But that being funded by the Public Investment Fund, which is owned by the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Not exactly the best human rights record. I don't nope. care what side of the fence you're that on is just here. A fact. But, 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 you know, there's some nefarious characters over there. But nevertheless, they are funding this. Greg Norman's kind of the front man for it. They're offering a lot of money to players. And Dustin Johnson was kind of the surprise. I don't think we were surprised that maybe some older guys that are European Sergio players. Sergio Garcia. Lee Westwood. Ian, Ian Poulter. I don't think we were surprised by that at all, necessarily. Charles Schwartzel mm-hmm. from South Africa. I don't think we were surprised that they played this, but Dustin Johnson was a surprise. So currently 42 players, I believe there are six more that get in off the Asian tour because this is a partnership kind of with the Asian tour, mm-hmm. this live golf tour. So we don't have prices yet because I don't believe we have the full allotment of players in the field, but Dustin Johnson, you would expect, would be the favorite. He's the highest-ranked player in the world in this field. Number 13, Louis Ustazen, Kevin Na, who put out the fact that he was resigning from the PGA Tour because there may be some penalties. Wow. And I know the PGA Tour and Jay Resigning Monahan, from the PGA yeah, Tour. Yeah, they, they threatened that there were going to be some penalties here. But then you get some tweets out. It's like, okay, these suspensions are going to be for the fall series. It's like, 
Well, these guys don't care wow. if it's, you know, October through December events. They don't care. But in terms of just going through the top players a little bit, just by world ranking, Dustin Johnson, Louis Ustase, and Kevin Na, Taylor Gooch, a little bit of a surprise that he is mm-hmm. going to play Sergio Garcia, Pablo Larathavo, Richard Bland, Matt Jones, Sean Norris from South Africa, Sam Horsfield. So we're going to see how this is going to materialize, I think, a little bit here. Now, in terms of major championships, keep in mind, the PGA Tour does not no, govern do not. major championships. Like the U.S. Open is governed by the USGA. So that would be up to their jurisdiction mm-hmm. if they don't want to allow these players to play. Same with the Open Championship. That would be up to the Royal and Ancient if they don't want to allow these guys to play because uh, the, the, the tours are kind of like sanctioning, like they're a part of it, but they don't really have any control over who gets in the field because – I know people think the European tour sanctions, but it's really the Royal and Ancient Golf Club that goes ahead, that sanctioning body that governs the Open Championship. So I don't see these guys getting kicked out of majors or anything, but you know, if you're a PGA Tour player, maybe not being able, eligible for the FedEx Cup. or But I guess the FedEx Cup, that's not a lot of money when you're getting $125 million and you're Dustin Johnson. So you're like, okay, RBC, who, oh, by the way, there's another wrinkle to this story. They sp- Yes, the RBC sponsored, I say in past tense, yeah. Dustin Johnson. And Graham McDowell, who's also in this uh, live uh, field at Centurion over in London next week. Uh, they are part of the RBC. They are brand ambassadors. RBC, by the way, is the sponsor next week for the PGA Tour event <laughs> of the uh, RBC Canadian Open. So, you know, I guess, uh, well, they're they're going to pay me more to play this. So, you know. Look, I'm on record as saying I don't love the concept of this league. I don't love who it's funded by. But at the same time, you can have two rational thoughts, you know, that maybe contradict each other. Like, I understand why a guy like Richard Bland, who just won his first DP World Tour event a year ago at the British Masters, he's 49. It's like, I don't have much time left on these regular tours before I play for a pittance, you know, on the Champions Tour or the European Senior Tour. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to cash in. So I understand that logic. Let me just put it in context. So, again, Dustin Johnson was on record saying, you know, I'll be observing, but I'm not going. Then all of a sudden he was the big bombshell, and he's going because he's getting $125 million by Live Golf. Tiger Woods, it is entire on the golf course earnings a hundred and twenty-one million dollars. Yeah, this is just prize money, but still, that is absolutely staggering. And one thing that is going to be interesting too: the second event, I believe they're doing eight events, and there's kind of a funny like team format mm-hmm. here. We're still kind of learning how it works. It's a shotgun style scramble. You know, forty-eight players. We're going to see if maybe there's more players. I think it's the first weekend of July. They are in Portland, Oregon, at Pumpkin Ridge. Uh, golf club, which has hosted uh, numerous different events over the years. So are some of these players waiting to see, okay, how many bullets, figuratively speaking, of course, these guys are going to take, you know, being the first ones to commit to this tour with uh, some of the nefarious characters behind it. Are they going to be more willing to say, yeah, I'll play this event, you know, when it comes for the second time around. So uh, this story is not going away. Absolutely not. And, you know, it's really the story dominating the game of golf, which, quite frankly, you know, look, we got a major in two weeks. Two weeks time, we're going to be talking U.S. Open. Open. Everybody's talking about live golf next week. And again, it's going to be very interesting. Look, I'm not going to be hypocritical about this as well. I've said I'm kind of with U.S. Like it didn't 
wasn't rooting yeah. for Live Golf. But to you know, up. if they put prices up, we're I'm, gonna still gonna, at it. I'm still going to ride it up. There and, we go. You know, we're still going to talk about it, whether we end up betting it or not. But still going to write it up for Points Fred Weekly and Decent.com. There you go. Cover it on Long Shots as well. So again, we'll be all over the RBC, which will not have Dustin Johnson. He'll be playing at Live in uh, in England, but we'll try to get a handicap the best way we can uh, going forward. Looking pretty good right now. Billy Horschel trying to close it out at the Memorial. We'll discuss that and much more. Come on back. It's VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.